What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hat Trick Hero Show. I'm your host, Myron, and without further ado, roll the intro. Welcome back to this episode of the Hat Trick Hero Show. Um, in today's episode, we have a special guest, and I don't think he needs much of an introduction. He's. The first reason why I started playing football in the first place, he introduced me to the sport. Uh, he's been playing alongside me for a very long time. Without further ado, welcome my brother, Muggsy. So, Good evening! Alright, um, so let's just get into the podcast, shall we? So... I'm going to ask you some questions, bro, and I want you to kind of talk about your career leading up to this point, you know, certain talking points. And I want to start off with your life before football, if, you know, even though you were really young at the time. I just want to talk about perhaps one of the bigger influences with regards to your physique, which would be, what was rugby like for you growing up? Mm, I think for the start off for football was mainly that the fact that I was playing FIFA 04 on one of the Super Bowl laptops back in Singapore, which actually like caught my interest in football. Like prior to that, I did not play football whatsoever. But ever since I played that game for like a couple of weeks, then I went back to school and I saw some of my friends who were playing football and I decided to join them. And for some weird reason, I decided that playing as a goalkeeper was something that was quite interesting back then. So it caught my interest through probably, say, FIFA. So you're saying that your initial reason why you wanted to play football was from a video game, right? Yeah, pretty much like FIFA 04 was like the first one. Interesting. I actually didn't know that, to be fair. Um... So, how do you think, in, in particular, I would talk about, because when you're growing up, you actually played rugby, and I mentioned before, when I was growing up, I played uh, field hockey, not ice hockey, there wasn't any ice there, field hockey, and I think, honestly speaking, if I could go back in time, I would have played rugby, so how do you think rugby has actually shaped, perhaps, your mentality and the importance of physicality is a big part of your game uh, nowadays? Well, because back then I was a pretty small kid. And honestly, like, what we do in rugby training, we did a lot of push-ups and sit-ups and a lot of, like, squats and a lot of running. So, in a way, as we are, like... Back then, we were, like, about, like, eight, nine years old. So, doing, like, that many push-ups and sit-ups every day actually builds your physicality since young. And... In turn, it actually makes you like a overall a faster person and also a stronger person. And I did like had to work more on like my upper body strength because I was pretty small. I was back then playing center half, so I would usually get like taken out by the opposition center half pretty easily. So I ended up becoming a winger instead back then. And so like I thought like. Focusing on, like, getting more strength is, like, really important in rugby. And in turn, it also did help down the line with football. Especially 
because I became a goalkeeper to start off with the moment that we went to Hong Kong. And that was like due to the fact that like back in Singapore, like the school that I used to go to St. Andrews did not have football back then. So there wasn't really like an opportunity for me to like really like participate in the team. Like something that I was really interested in because back then I the reason why I joined rugby was because we were made to like do extracurricular activities after school. So I had to like find something that was like you know, somewhat interesting and rugby just caught my eye because we got to kick a rugby ball sometimes. And probably I have like this interest of like since young where I did have this smaller interest in football just that I did not really discover it yet. And rugby was like the first stepping stone to it. So you mentioned that when you moved to, when we first moved to Hong Kong, I think it was a huge transition for the both of us. It was a big surprise. I've I've mentioned this before in the earlier podcast that moving to Hong Kong was a big surprise for us. We were just going down holiday and all of a sudden, before you know it, we're living there permanently. And when we moved to primary school, I remember, yes, I do recall you playing as a goalkeeper. What What do you think was the main influence towards why you decided to play as a goalkeeper rather than as an outfield player, maybe a defender and whatnot, midfielder? Mm, probably this also like draws back to playing FIFA 04 like I see like how goalkeepers like make saves and it somewhat caught my interest in being like different from the rest of the players on the field which is shot stopping everyone on the field how few players they are all interested in getting goals rather than like stopping them and honestly goalkeepers are the only ones that do that so it really like got my interest in the way how like you could actually like dive in different manners and use your hands to actually like block shots, which was something quite foreign to me back then. And it really caught my interest and I thought that it would be more suitable and also the fact that our dad was also like previously a national team goalkeeper, so it was kind of like in the family line, I suppose. So you, yeah, I was about to actually ask whether you thought that that was a big influence in you being a goalkeeper. Because so, I remember you and him would personally have like training sessions together and it were, and yeah, I think it definitely shaped your sort of starting position, I would say. So I remember slightly later on in your primary school career, after being a goalkeeper for, I would say maybe the first, first year the second year onwards you started playing as a center back why did you want to switch out and play as an uh, outfield player all of a sudden actually i wanted to switch to winger because like the moment when i caught on interest in football completely when i was in hong kong that's where like i started watching football videos and the first person that i started watching was Lionel messi and see the way how he he really like goes past like players, dribble past them, dance past them. The way how he like picks his spot in the corners when he finishes off goals. Really like it just feels pretty magical to see such type of talent. And I back then I thought like if I were to switch to a winger I would be able to like emulate such such form of magic and I thought it would be pretty interesting to try to be a winger. 
rather than a goalkeeper. See, get the feeling of like trying to score goals instead. Because like back then we we did have like Saturday trainings in the morning, as you remember, and at times I would I would play like outfield back then when I was in primary four rather than playing goal because I thought I wanted to try something new and I the moment that I started doing it I felt like I had the I had the touch to it so I started like improving on it and started working more on it and it really came to true came to pass that I really became an outfield player instead so you imagine yourself in the long term always being an outfield player and you said that your biggest inspiration was Lionel Messi, correct? Um, about that, do you, th- in spite of the fact that you were eventually, you you will eventually, you went on to play as a winger, why, how do you, how was your experience as a centre-back, to be honest? Because I I remember personally when I, were, when I first joined football, funny enough, I wanted to be a centre-back and thank goodness I did not become a centre-back because, yeah, my defensive instincts was was really not there and thank goodness instead I became a striker but yeah tell me about what sort of experience you had playing as a centre-back because I think giving some insights into your sort of uh, perspective on being a defender because I think it's quite different from being from I guess an attacking player in comparison with defender it's their perspectives are very very different with regards to how they play the game Mm, funny fact is that I actually wanted to be a winger, but the coach did not allow me to play as a winger. He rather that I play as a centre-back. And at, initially, I was a bit confused why was that so. I probably did not see the fact that I actually had like defensive instincts. And it actually paid off pretty well that I played at centre-back. And we finished off the tournament when I was primary five as third. Quite unfortunate that we lost in the semi-finals in the penalty shootout. But we still went on to win it in the end in the third placing match. And throughout the tournament, group stage, round of 16, round of 32, quarterfinals, I really did see that I have the in defensive instinct because the way how I watch how the strikers in particular like try to build up play and how I'm able to actually read exactly where they're actually trying to place their pass. And... With that being said, I also do have the pace because back then when I used to play rugby, I kind of like built up a pace as a winger already. So I did have the pace to like chase faster strikers and did have the defensive instinct to pick out those certain key passes that midfielders were trying to slot their strikers in. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, I guess moving on, transitioning into um, secondary school, you definitely did not stick to what you were familiar with. You did not play as a centre-back. And I want to talk a little bit more about what was your mentality going into secondary one. Because I do recall that you did not play that season due to an ankle ongoing ankle injury. Maybe talk a little bit more about that. Mm, okay, so for when I first came in, the tournament was meant to start in about October. But it just so happened that I hurt my ankle in that summer before going to secondary school. I actually don't really remember exactly when I did hurt my ankle. But all I remember was that I visited the Chinese doctor, so my leg was wrapped up. 
with some like Chinese medicine thing. It's quite smelly, to be frank. And yeah, like I was out for like three months, and I like initially I I already passed. Actually, I think I did get injured in October instead. Yeah, I got injured in October. I don't exactly remember how, but if you were to ask me the next few injuries, how I got got them injured, I could actually recall. But the first initial injury, I do not remember how. But all I remember is that I had to visit the doctor and all that. And we... Like... I went to go talk to the manager for the football team because I got injured and how I couldn't play. But I did like really like impress during the the football trials and all that. I was like pretty much like doing what Messi does all the time, just dribbling past people for fun and like smashing in a couple here and there. And yeah, that's where the rep- reputation like built up for football. And honestly, even back then when we used to have like those in primary school we used to have those like inter-class football games it used to be quite a big thing because like literally the whole school would go down to watch and i was pretty hyped especially when i was playing with like my rival class uh usually those games were pretty big but in the end we would end up still winning no doubt about that um even back in when i was primary four we also did win even though I was, like, as a goalkeeper. So, uh, there was a form of, like, reputation built up. And I think that's also another cause that made me want to be a winger like Messi instead. So, you're saying that you enjoyed, I guess you can say you enjoyed being, getting getting this sort of attention from your marvellous dribbling and whatnot. And I can attest to this that he has fantastic dribbling ability. I'm not going to lie. You... Growing up, I always saw you as, I guess, much more talented than me. And me, on the other hand, I had to work my way up for it. I'm not going to lie. You were a pacey player. And, yeah, I think there were a lot of interesting moments when I've seen you play. It was quite amazing to watch. I mean, there have been some terrible moments as I've seen you play in goal for, for in particular that that absolute scrambler that you had. It was your first game, it's fine. But, um, yeah, I think... I can definitely see that Messi was definitely a huge influence with re- with regards to how you like to play. For the most part, I you definitely love to dribble a lot, that's for sure. And at times, you would take on players, four, five, three, four, five players unnecessarily, but somehow or rather, you still are able to do it. But, you know, I think... Over the years, it is quite interesting to see how you've developed as a player. And now, currently, you are being like a right back and whatnot. But yeah. Um, so, this is the end of this segment of the podcast. In the next segment, we're going to be talking in more detail about uh, Marcus's uh, high school career and his youth career. So, stay tuned. To the next segment of the podcast where I'm going into more detail with my guest today, Marcus, obviously my brother. A bit more detail about his high school and youth career. So getting back on track, Marcus. Uh, so 
in the second in your second season in in high school, you transitioned into attacking midfielder, and I did talk about this in a little bit of detail with regards to how you were a huge influence to our team success in my first season with with the high school. Um, tell me about how was that transition like? You know, moving into a, a more attacking role in comparison to what you used to. Mm, I would say this would be a. My primary six would be a contributing factor because, as you know, that um, I came into Hong Kong and I had to like go back like two levels due to the fact that I had to study French instead, and that actually like did not allow me to play when I was in primary six. And during when I was in primary six, I still went for like trainings and even those uh, friendly tournaments that I could play for, and. I've been working myself on as a winger, and uh, and in that fact, I've been craft crafting on my attacking prowesses, which actually allowed me to transit easily when I went into secondary school. And playing as an attacking midfielder, I also like found out that I was actually pretty good at picking out passes, and. Probably if they they did have like some video clips of my games back in when I was playing either defensive midfielder or attacking midfielder, you could see how like, I pulled off like some like impossible passes, some passes that I never even looked at, and I just like hit them. And I even like sent one of like one of the best uh one of the best players in our school back then, uh Neil. Uh, there was this one time when we were playing one of our games. I think it was in the round of 16. I had the ball in midfield. We were on the counter-attack. All I did was just took a touch to the right. My body was completely facing to the right side of the pitch. I just hit the ball towards the left side and Neil was like in on goal already. And it's all these like moments where I hit all these like certain passes where I don't even know how I do it, but it still goes through like beautifully and I think I did find like something that I was good at, which was making all these key passes when I start playing as an attacking midfielder. And I also noticed how I could hit long shots really well also. Because back then when in primary school, uh, when we used to live in Tongchong, we used to have like this pitch down our home. So we would just like go down and shoot for like two hours and my shot power really like got pretty crazy good. And I think that's also a contributing factor how like how strong my thighs are also because the fact that we spend like two hours just shooting nonstop and that also was also good for us in the fact that I was able to like take a lot of long shots in when I when I was playing in secondary school and I did have like quite a good goal tally of like I don't know probably about like thirteen goals. From long shots. I'm not exactly sure about the number, but it's roughly somewhere there, like within like the four years that I played for secondary school. So speaking of which, you talk you told me a little bit about, you know, your experience and how you actually prepared your transition towards being an attacking player, which again is something funny enough I actually didn't know about. Um so tell me in particular which was would you argue was your best season statistically or 
whether it's individual power, individual success or team success or co- combination of both, which season did you think in your high school career was your absolute best? Is this just regarding school side or even club side? We'll just start with school side first. Mm, I think the best was um, probably when I was in secondary Secondary three. Yeah. I think back then when secondary three when I was like my last year in B grade, that was honestly the time where it was statics statistically the best because the fact that I managed to get about I think four goals and about five assists. Sorry to interrupt, but I think you were thinking about so you said your fast your last season with B grade, right? Uh, I think you're talking about the thirteen fourteen season when I when it was my first year with B grade, cause the following season was your first year for A grade, if I remember correctly, and I I remember I talked a little bit about the thirteen fourteen season being a very great season for the team as a whole. I think. Success-wise, we finished second, unfortunately. I, I talked about it in one of our previous podcasts where we would go on to lose in the finals and you weren't able to play because of food poisoning. So, yeah, I think that I think that's the season you were talking about, right? Uh, yes. Actually, if you were to talk about the season, statistics-wise, I wasn't that good that season. But I did contribute quite a fair bit to the team. Um, I think... If that was the case, I think statistics-wise would be my first year in A-grade, which was my secondary tree. I think that season I racked up quite a fair bit of goals. And yeah, I also did get a lot of assists. And also, on that note, when I was in secondary five, where where we both were playing together, I remember I did like feed a lot of assists to you that season. Yeah, that season in particular, I think, if I remember correctly, was the 2015-16 season. It was a phenomenal season for me, from a personal standpoint. Uh, I think statistically, for high school, it was my best season. Seven goals, two assists. And yeah, I th- and I remember you played centre-back that season as well. And you were, you were a crucial part of that team. You you really, really showed out our back line in spite of the fact that I can... I can uh, Arguably say that there were some questionable tactics here and there where the team set up in a very unique way where certain players were being played out of position where they usually aren't playing and somehow rather you kept the the, the defense intact, that's for sure. Mm, I think with that fact that the tactics-wise were pretty shaky um, actually caused the fact that our defense had to work even more because of the way how... Certain players have played completely out of position, and that actually affected the team's morale also. But defensively wise, like um, I was captain for like the first game, but even though I got stripped of my captaincy, but I still try to keep the team together. In fact, knowing that the team's morale has been pretty poor already, and that because of all these like weird tactics and all that being used, and I think it really affected. It could have been a lot better if we were to just follow, stick with the norm, with our normal tactics and all. And I think it would have made a huge difference in our outcome. 
in that semifinals. So speaking of that semifinals, I do recall that being arguably one of my worst games for high school. And let's wind it back a little bit about, I would say, a little bit of controversy with regards to the captaincy in the 2015-16 season. So tell me what was going through your mind with regards to when you got stripped of your captaincy. Mm, with regards to that, it was quite a shock because I came to the season being announced as captain again and I was still wearing the armband on the first game and we played pretty well. I scored a penalty that game, got one assist and like next game literally like nothing was like told to me at all and suddenly like another of our teammates was wearing the armband which was quite a shock honestly. So you you think do you think that you being stripped of your captaincy had a huge impact with regards to how our season went and that our team's morale was affected as so and resulting in us not really getting, I guess, reaching our fullest potential with regards to how the season could have gone? Mm, just based on like my teammates' reactions to who the captain was the next game, uh, they also like thought a bit of a shock and they also found it a bit weird that that particular person was the captain. I'm not going to like review names. But the third game in our group stage, we, changed our, we had a change of captains again. And yet again, it was a shock to the whole team. And that the captaincy has been changed three times in a tournament. It's not like they changed captaincy during like friendly games. It was just like straight up in the tournament, changed three times for three different group stage games. Uh, second game really did affect because we did end up losing, if I'm not wrong. Um, the thing is, right, from what I recall was that I thought we lost the opening game. That's the thing. And because I remember we had the A-grade curse, if you remember correctly, that we wouldn't win our opening game. So... I, I'm not I'm not too sure. D don't quote me on this, but I thought we had lost the opening game and then we went on to win the second game, but we performed poorer than how we did in the first game. Oh, yes. I think we lost like 3-1, if I'm not wrong. And I scored the only goal. Yeah, just... It's it's kind of roughly what exactly happened. So, yeah. Um, so, let me ask you this question. Was there any particular game in your mind that was your absolute favourite? One game that stood out to you from an individual standpoint, I would say. Mm, is this for school or club? We'll go with school first. We'll get to the club in a little bit. Mm, I think in particular would be this one time we played this round of 16, if I'm not wrong. And for that particular game, um, defend. I was. I think I was playing defensive mid that game, and I did like pull off quite a couple of good stops here, sliding tackles, normal tackles, interceptions, and then I also did went on to like score like a long shot. And if I'm not wrong, I also did uh, pull off a good assist to you. I think it was a long ball from a free kick. It's like a quick one. Yeah, I think we have been that quarterfinals, but I don't exactly remember which year. All right, 
let's move on to uh, the next part with regards to your high school, uh, not sorry, not your high school career, your club career, your, your youth career. So I remember correctly, you started playing youth football before I even went into secondary school, correct? The 2012-13 season? Yes, I did. I did play because back then when we used to play with a bunch of guys in uh, Tong Chong, uh, two of them, the two brothers were actually playing in this team called YTM. And back then, uh, I used to, we used to play on Sundays down in our, at the court downstairs our home. And I used to like tear things up. So like he thought like it'd be nice if he got me to play for club also. And I think in that year I played under fifteen. I played like two games. Yeah, one was a league game and one was a cup game. And the cup game we played penalty. We drew like one one. I was playing right winger and we ended up losing in penalty shootouts. Yep. So. And back then, I had no idea about all this kind of stuff, so I, w- I never checked any website or anything, and I didn't know about any of the fixtures and whatsoever. All I did was, when the coach just like texted me saying that there was a game, I just like hit down there. And also, like the league game that we played, I think we lost like 2-0. So that was pretty much like my under-15 season. Didn't really play much. It's just like, it felt like I just went in to just test things out only, and... It was only like the next season in under sixteen that started got a better feel of football. And if I'm not wrong, that was a that was a season that we went on a pretty shitty run. It was it was honestly really shocking that season. We like lost like every every single game. I think we drew twice only. We drew once. Yeah. It was just honestly very shocking and I, I was, like, the only one who scored, like, one goal for, like, very long time. I remember, in particular, we played on this, like, really shitty field somewhere in New Territories. And it was, like, a cutback tram, and I just, like, tapped it in against, I think, North District, if I'm not wrong. And that was, like, our first, club's first goal, like, after, like, I think five, six games. Yeah, that was as a whole. I, I did talk about that a little bit in the first episode where that season was a terrible season. We only drew once. It was a 3-3 draw. I don't think either of us went to that game. And it was just a terrible... There was no real team culture there, to be honest. I think as a whole, it was just a washed up season. And funny enough, I remember, I'm pretty sure I told you about this, but that's kind of the reason why I didn't want to go back the next season because of how terrible the squad was. And I don't know, I, I, I guess with regards to my confidence, it really shook me. So let's let's move on to more brighter seasons, I guess. Um, in particular, I, w- I think from a statistic standpoint, you did tell me about this season in particular. Talk, talk to me about your season with Yokohama. Okay, so the moment after that under-16 season finished, I went to go text my old coach, the one that was my coach in under-15, because I, I know that he had a lot of contacts around. So I asked him if there was like any other club that I could play for, and he told me Yokohama. And he texted me, he told me that he, would, he talked to the coach already, and he told the coach that I'll be coming down to training. 
And back then, the training was in this place called Taipo. And it was on Tuesdays, if I'm not wrong. Yep. And the first time when I went there for training, I just like instantly see the quality is like so much better. Quality of football there is like way much better. And it was pretty competitive for me back then. Because like, I'm like so used to playing with like a level which is not as competitive as I would expect it to be. And yeah, it was quite a culture shock for me at first. And initially, I was like kind of dreading to go training because of that fact. But like, I still went in the end. And that season in particular, um, we, I played in the cup. And we went to the quarterfinals before we lost 4-1 that season. I scored about three goals in the cup. And I played in the league as well. And I scored like seven there out of ten games. Um, ended up finishing eighth in the league. Not really expect, expecting that kind of result. But we didn't really manage to like pull through the wins most of the time because we, in a way, we couldn't really finish our games. But with that being said, like, um, the team's quality was actually pretty good. But the fact was that we were playing against other Division 1 teams and, I, and the level of play is, like, pretty high. Like, everyone was hungry for it. Everyone was going for it. And there was honestly no stopping them in the way how they play, like, the intensity was pretty high, honestly, and looking back at it, after playing in, like, Yao Yi League, playing in Cosmo League, I just realised how, like, actually, it was not very competitive in the youth leagues, just that I wasn't so used to playing at such a high-intensity level that it felt abnormal for me. So, with regards to playing for such a prestigious team where you guys are playing in Division 1, you talk, talk to me a little bit more in detail about the culture shock for you. Do you think that that actually was able to raise your game to a, a much higher level, which is why, statistically, this is your best season for your club? Yes, because in school, on school level, it's actually not really that competitive because you do have like Division 1 players scattered in among all the different schools. So they're not together playing together. So it's like a one-man carry kind of thing, which is similar to our school also. And playing for like such a high-level club actually did raise my game in the fact that I had to adapt to playing faster, adapt to becoming sharper. And like there's like the margin of error forever is like really, really small and you, you can't make... You can't like make mistakes in games because that will actually really cause you the possession and little bits of possession actually really end up causing you to lose games in the end. And that in a way like really affects how the entire game goes and that's how we weren't able to close games up and that's what causes points and end up being 8th in the league. All right. So that was your 2015-16 season, if I remember correctly. So the next season, we both went back to the same club in the 16-17 season. We both played for... Was it 16... Sorry, no, no. The 2015-16 season, we both played together uh, at club level. 
correct for Yao Zimong under 18. So transitioning back to a team that would you would say was not as good as the sort of uh, environment that you were playing under with Yokohama. How do you how did you think that how how was that transition for you? Do you think you struggled to kind of take your game to another level? Actually, not really, because like after playing Yokohama and coming back to YTM, uh, the level did the level of play did drop. But honestly, like if you're at a higher level and you're going back to a, a slightly lower level, it doesn't really culturally shock you because you are already like used to playing at that level. And in fact, you actually do raise your teammates' levels up to your level because you have the quality of like a higher level of football and that shows your other teammates what they need to step up to. And in turn, it did kind of help us perform slightly better than what we are supposed to because as you've seen in our training sessions how and also our friendlies, how we weren't like performing that well. But as the season developed, we actually did start to improve better and better. But... At the end of the day, it's a uh, youth teams. It's still like quite a difficult thing to like handle because like people do have like school stuff to do, and certain people like grade their school stuff more important than football. So we do have like fallouts from the squad and order, and actually that also affected our result. And I honestly feel that if we did have like a full squad throughout the entire season, I think we would have actually perform a lot more better and we probably could even finish top four yeah i think that season as a whole was kind of it ended we had to survive on the last day of the season i think you remember that game but in particular the whole season was it was full of inconsistencies i felt like we as a team on paper was so much better than what our results showed and like you said honestly i could have seen ourselves finishing even top three to be to be fair and yeah, I just felt like one of those seasons where everyone just... There were many, I guess you could say, excuses with regards to how we could have performed. But I felt like, as individuals, we... Personally, I felt like I had a very disappointing season. I didn't step up as much as I thought I could. And I, I think being a team sport and whatnot, as much as an individual can show up and play their game and perform to the absolute best, I think it can only... The potential is capped out at that, if you understand what I mean. That without the team functioning at its absolute best, it's very difficult for one single individual to win you games game after game. Mm, I think if you were to like take that kind of mentality, it's probably like Barcelona right now. They're honestly not performing that well and... It's honestly due to the fact that they're just all relying on Messi to like do everything. And when Messi was out injured, they really couldn't perform, honestly. And that's pretty much similar to how it was in our under eighteen season where there was a lot of relying on like a couple of the players and that in turn actually took a toll on our result also. Like no one else was willing to like step up to the play and no one was willing really willing to like like put in the work because like they felt like a couple of the particular few were the ones who are supposed to like carry the team which isn't how a sports team should work i completely agree with you i think there were too many times where 
our team would try to rely on some moments of brilliance where someone would go on a crazy run for you for example go on a crazy run and just score but unfortunately i did talk about this i think our team really struggled to kill off games and that came back to bite us in the late end of the game where the other team would go up the other end and score and i think that really resulted in us unfortunately really just struggling to get wins I remember, let's wind back a little bit to the last game of the season in particular. Talk to me through about what was going through your mind because I remember that game, you came, you were taken off at halftime for me. And I, how, how did that make you feel, to be honest, on, in such a crucial game at a crucial stage? And the coach felt that you weren't going to be the person who changed the game. What, how did that make you feel, to be honest? I really felt like I wasn't really firing on all cylinders because, like, I did had, like, these two chances one-on-one uh, -on -one with a keeper where I, where I made a really nice run and the midfielder just slot me in and I just, like, scuffed the shot. So, honestly, like, I knew that I was going to get hooked at halftime with that kind of performance, even though we we're playing against, like, the, the bottom of the league team. Yeah. They were all relegation rivals, let's be honest. We were just able to survive that game. And yeah, I think that pretty much sums up your high school and youth career. So in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more in detail with regards to his senior career, Marcus's senior career, and how things panned out with regards to that. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the last segment of the podcast where we go over Marcus's career and in particular in this segment we'll be talking about his senior career. So uh, Marcus, let's talk about your senior career. I want to talk about your first se season as a, as a, I guess you can say close to being a professional footballer playing for the first team of Yao Zimong. Go into more detail with regards to what you gained from that experience. Mm. With regards to that, it was like initially I was supposed to play for Kuntong, the first team for Kuntong. But then, like, uh, like our previous coach in under eighteen for YTM, he was actually a player for Kuntong first team, and he introduced me to the manager and what's not, and I was training with them. And the thing was that uh, they could not guarantee that I will be playing in the team for Guntong for that season. So that really like like kind of like told me that I shouldn't be playing for them. And the thing was that for YTM's first team, uh the coach who was for that team was actually our under sixteen coach. And he's he said that how um, I'll be given the opportunity to play for the team and not and whatnot. And with that being said, like I thought that it would be better to play for YTM instead. So in the end, I took I took the bait and went for it. And turned out that honestly, like I wasn't even in the team at all, and I was just there training with the team until like probably they see that I am was like capable. For for the team and whatnot, then I'll be able to be placed into the team because after that we found out how like I was actually under the foreign player cap and for Division One 
teams, they have a cap of up to three players. And they really did have one form player already. And mid-season, they introduced another form player. So there's actually one more open slot, but they did not bet their chance on me. So that actually, like, after finding out at the end of the season, then it was, like, quite a shitty feeling, honestly, because, like, how, like, you were, like, told that you would be given, like, game time and whatnot, and I would, like, show up to, like, match days and all that for, like, September, October, November, December, and at the point of December, at that point of time, I've been, like, going for trainings all the time, been going for all the games, and at the point of time, I, like, realised, like, maybe maybe something's going on. So, like, I started talking to the coach and whatnot through the entire January because that was, like, transfer season. And after after finding out about how they brought in, like, uh, another foreign player and yet I wasn't even included in the squad, then I was like, you know what, I think I shouldn't be, like, wasting my time on this. So, I did, like, go for training, like, once in a while. Especially when the first team was training on the 18s because my brother was there playing for the 18s. So that was like only the time where I felt like it was like worth it to go for training. I even like did consider training with under 18s sometimes because like honestly training with the first team felt really dreadful because of the fact of how like I was told that I was be given game time, but in the end I was like lied to about it and. Honestly, I like wasted my time going for all those like match days when I could have been like at home doing other stuff or even like training in doing individual training instead of like wasting like two three hours at the pitch there just watching them play doing warm-up with them but yet in the end just like sitting there in the kit doing nothing it was like honestly a waste of time i think this is a very important story for a lot of you young players out there make sure you do your research. Unfortunately, both my brother and I early on were very naive with regards to this fact. And unfortunately for my brother, it cost him a whole season. And yeah, I think it's very, I think this taught us a very important lesson that do your research. Make sure that <clears throat> you're getting, the. make sure you are able to find out the proper reasons why you're not getting game time. Unfortunately for us, when we moved to Hong Kong, we didn't understand how the whole league set system worked and we just had the expectation that we'll be given game time, we'll be <coughs> guaranteed something, but obviously in football, nothing is guaranteed. And I think it was a tough tough pill for, for you to swallow, bro, but I think you learned a lot from that experience. Yeah, that's very true because like, uh, after like January, where transfer window closed, then I realized like how I'm like wasting my time on this team and how I should have actually went to Kuntong instead because, um, knowing from the fact that probably if I were to trade with Kuntong, I would probably have like a better chance at it, and also the fact that they were even better than YTM at that point of time because YTM was just like, just crap. They were like at the bottom of the league and. Funtong was at least like mid-table and I honestly felt like probably the quality of Funtong would be so much better than YTM and yeah I can't waste my season that year and that leads on to like uh, summer the summer period where we would do like individual training and whatnot like a lot and we were trained with Ted Ho that's during that summer break 
and how we went for like so many trainings and stuff and really put in the work and on top of that like how we we actually nearly take for dream fc if you don't remember yeah when i talked about it in the last podcast i thought it was Lehman fc so i think i must have mixed up the names and all that actually, i'm not i'm not exactly sure but it was one of the premier league teams and they were offering us the under 23 team and it was quite a good start at first until we found out how like we were actually foreign players and they they actually like include that foreign cap with the first team it's inclusive with the under 23 team so like how they didn't want to like waste the cap space on on youth players so in the end we went to go and find this league called Yaoi League and it started off with like a couple of trials like we went to like this French team called Azuri for trials uh, in the end they weren't taking us because we were like too young and too inexperienced and they were rather take like more experienced players because they were just promoted to the first division and they were trying to fight for something and I saw the team like they almost switched out the entire team and they were just going for it and so we we didn't get our chance there we tried with KCC Knights um, didn't work there also couldn't go to the Dragons because the Dragons were like all older players and yeah in the end we found ourselves in Swiss and that was where I really started finding back my form because we were like playing with a bunch of like foreign players which honestly I felt like uh, foreign players had a better level of football compared to the locals um, because of the fact they are physically bigger, taller, faster and yeah it felt like it was a right step in the direction playing in Yaoi and also having like a couple of teammates who used to play in the Hong Kong Premier League like some of the Japanese players and that really like raised the level of our football and I started off as a left winger for the club and first three games I came out as a sub I think in my third game I scored a goal and shockingly like the next game that I came on, I came on as a centre-back, which was a bit, like, questionable. Like, why would you put me at centre-back? But I did, like, play a couple of good true balls, which nearly led to, like, two goals, but we ended up losing that game. Um, like, I literally had, like, no defensive touch after not playing defence for, like, so long. And, like, one guy just, like, dribbled past me and he just scored. So that killed off the game 3-1 in the end. And ever since then, like, uh, I came on as a... There was one game I came on as a right-back. Then from then on, I started start, I started to start at right-back. Yeah. So for the longest time, like, like I said, I think this was a very interesting transition for you with regards to transitioning f- technically your first season in men's league football. And... How, how did it feel like to be played out position? Because I remember in your whole career, you've never ever played as a right back. Uh, in fact, yes, that's very true. Because I've actually played every single position, even left back. I did play left back once uh, for my under-15 team. 
from one of the friendlies against Kowloon City. So I did clock a position. I did clock a run at that position before, but not at right back. And that was like my first time playing right back. And it was honestly a bit weird because I did not know what exactly a right back has to do because I've been so in tune to playing as a winger. Like, you put me on the left, I'll be more of like a cut-inside kind of winger. But you put me on the right, I'll be more of a kind of winger that would cross. But if you put me at right back, I'm like, like honestly lost because I don't, don't exactly know what right backs do. And it's quite a cultural shock. So, yeah, it honestly took me like a lot of games to get used to it before I could really like know what I'm doing. And yeah. But the fact of the matter is that uh, in Yaoi, like the pitches that we play at were like honestly, it felt pretty professional wise. Like the pitch at Kings Park was, it was like quite big, so it was like close to regulation pitch. Uh, when we used to play against those Hong Kong football club teams, it really felt like a real professional um, setup because the way how it actually is in the stadium, and there's actually like locker rooms like proper changing rooms and stuff like what you usually see at like those like stadiums in Europe and stuff and yeah like the entire setup felt very professional I have to completely agree with you there I felt like the Yaoi League setup was perfect for young foreign players like us where we weren't able to just break into if we didn't have the proper contacts or if we didn't perform as to the sort of level that would say whoa we have to sign this guy then obviously that was a perfect alternative for us and with regards i would say it was quite interesting because at the time obviously you weren't the most comfortable at playing right back but i felt like this kind of laid the foundation to where you are now in your career where you are playing right back now and you love you actually enjoy playing there and i i remember we both had this conversation before where i told i told you about if you want to perhaps really push forward with your career, I felt like it was in your best interest. Your skill set really suited being a modern-day right-back. And yeah, I, I mean, look at where you are now. And I I think that this season in particular, the seven, the 16, was it? No, the 17-18 season with Swiss really gave you a different perspective on the game. Um, moving on, I want to talk a little bit about perhaps you losing a little bit of losing your passion for the game I would say I think in these but few particular seasons even through Swiss the season before that when you finally moved out of youth football it's it felt it looked like to me that you were really starting to lose your passion for the game and you weren't really pushing for finding teams especially when you came back to Singapore so talk to me a little bit about that why why do you think that was the case Mm, I think honestly what killed the passion was when I moved to YTM's first team because of the fact how like I realized how uh, how this world actually really works that uh, they would try to like hog you because they know that you got the talent but just that they're not really willing to like risk it all to like put you in and honestly that season really like was quite a huge bummer and the next season when I played for Swiss, I was happy that the fact I was giving game time. But the fact was that I was playing out position, something what I wasn't expecting to play as. So these two seasons actually 
uh, caught me off and really like it killed my passion for playing football and even though like before moving into Swiss that summer we actually like worked really hard we like trained a lot and stuff is because we were hoping to play for a really good team and really like reignite some like stuff in football and it kind of did but I just play opposition so I wasn't like used to it and stuff and after that last season after that season with Swiss uh we switched over to Maccabi and initially it was like it started with you contacting the manager and stuff then I said I wanted to join him for training and they actually did see that I have talent and stuff up front but they did not see like the full potential of what I actually really had which was honestly like playing fullback because I did have like offensive prowess because of what I used to play as before and I also have defensive prowess but that's something they did not see but the fact of the matter was like I was I re- a really good shot I was really good at dribbling so they felt like playing me up top as the lone striker was something they could try on and matter of fact is I did actually play as a lone striker in Swiss also but that was only for like a couple of games but didn't really like work out because I don't know maybe they were expecting me to like bang in goals like all the time which maybe was maybe in the turn it wasn't it was a good thing because now I end up at right back and yeah I played a couple like three games for like Maccabi one friendly two actual games and up top mm, maybe I would say the runs that I made actually did open up chances for other people the score and yeah, I'm still frustrated that the fact that you did not square that across to me. I barely scored. Mate, come on, man! <clears throat> Every single day, if that was you in that position, you would have taken that chance, mate. Hundred percent, you would have shot that. But yeah, um, yeah, okay. Um, now going on to you moving back to Singapore, I think I would say that. Army has been a huge part of your life in this next phase of your life. And I want to talk, I just want to ask you, how do you think the Army has changed your attitude in general? Mm, I think one thing to take note is that I did not actually play football for like a good 11 months, close to a year. I did, I did like have like these weekends where I would go out and play with like my batchmates and stuff, but it wasn't really like on a competitive level. So at times when I was playing with my batchmates, I did feel like I was out of touch with football. Like I would lose my touch and stuff. Um, well, like the first two months of basic military training went by. Uh, didn't really see a need to like find a team because I thought like, uh, because everyone says like during BMT is like the phase where you honestly wouldn't have time to do any other thing on the because like your the time that you actually like leave camp and enter back camp is like not even fixed like sometimes you could be on a weekday sometimes it could be on weekend so like it's very hard to like predict when exactly you can be out of camp and stuff and so because of that i did not really like see to it to find a team and after that i was posted to ocs and as some of you all might know, is that OCS is like a nine-month course, 
it's pretty tough. Uh, it's very like physically and mentally draining because of how like how much it like takes a toll on your on your physical body as well as your mind. Like how much like you have to like really like put in the effort just to like be there and stuff and how it's pretty tough at times though. and the fact that uh, I went into infantry for professional terms so I was going to be overseas for like at least two months out of like my five months uh, so like I honestly couldn't see like how I had really the time to like go play for another team in Singapore and that's where like when after I commissioned in September where my brother came back and he was actually playing for like a couple of teams here and there for tryouts and then he really found a team that he wanted to play on and that's where I finally found the time to like really go and play for a club and we started playing for Gaelic Lions and uh, I played with them for like September, November. Yeah. Two, three months? I think two months max. I think close to like mid October is when I started falling out and I really didn't like see an interest in playing for the club because I was, I indicated that I was a winger for the. For Gaelic Lions and nothing really showed because like I was played at where I wanted to either left or right wing but most of the time I was played at right wing and most of the time I was tasked like defensive stuff and I was only brought on like for a couple like probably like 10-15 minutes and max maybe 20 yeah and even there was this one time where I was subbed on then I was subbed back off so it was honestly like it was pretty dreadful. It was just like the fact that I showed up there. That's why I was like just given like a couple of minutes to play. And it's not like in Yaoi League. Like over here, it's like I once you come on, there's a chance that you get subbed off. And the fact that um, I still had to pay like 10 bucks just to be there as a sub. So I didn't really see like how this thing was actually working out so like I spoke to my brother about it and he said like he had a couple of other contacts with other clubs and that's where I started contacting like different clubs and stuff and uh, November November and December is where I started playing for uh, one 1TM Barbarians on the Sunday squad and I also started training with 1TM Lantini on Tuesdays because when I was in Gaelic there wasn't there wasn't training honestly like even up to now like I see the the chat group there's there's rarely been trainings I probably could even count it with like one hand there was probably like three training sessions set up within these couple of months since I commissioned which was September which is the start of the season and it's honestly quite sad how like there's like so few training sessions. So I decided to like move on with Lantini. Honestly, the training in Lantini has been perfect. Like the the quality of players there is really good. Uh, training there has been pretty good. Also, 
like you would have like a couple of like young guys who are like trying to like get into the team. They honestly bring up the level because they are like youth players, and also you got the experienced guys who are like pretty good at at their craft as well, which also brings up the level. It's honestly quite a competitive camp right here, and start off playing with like the the barbarians team. Mm, start off as a winger at first, so I used to come on and didn't really see much effect and that's where I started like speaking to my brother about it and uh, since then I think in December I shifted into a fullback and that's where I really started to see how I really can perform really well as a fullback and first few games as a fullback was like quite foreign to me still even though I was like well prepared to play there but it was honestly when after the new year turn when I came back where I really like performed really really well for the team like uh, we managed to pull off a 4-3 win and honestly I felt like the that opposition team that we play against I really locked down their winger and I felt like their winger was like their best player on the team and their left winger was like completely locked down even though Adam I just like let my focus slip like one bit and he managed to score but other than that I completely shut him out I blocked like two of his shots uh, took him out of the game completely couldn't do much after he scored that goal and yeah then moving on next game um, played again pretty well defensively sound and then after that I got a call to play for the first team for a cup tie against Singapore Cricket Club. Uh, played one half. It was honestly not that bad. Mm, Singapore Cricket Club really didn't have anything offered to moving forward. So, like, didn't really have to do anything defensively. So, most of the time was on the offense. Trying to get crosses into the box and stuff. And I pulled off two good corners. Found the heads of my teammates, but couldn't, they couldn't convert. It would have been pretty cool to get like two assists on like my first time playing for the first team. Uh, but overall, it's pretty good. Felt pretty good that game. Mm, even though I had to like rush back to camp after that. But yeah, I got one game coming up this this Sunday. Uh, third last game in the league. And we'll see how it goes. Well, it seems like you definitely found back your passion for the game. And I can definitely... I can definitely attest to the fact that my brother is definitely enjoying his football a lot more now. But yeah, um, now, well, that's pretty much the end of this segment where we talk about his senior career. Next segment, I'm just going to ask him a few questions. I think I'll do this with other guests as well. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the last segment of the podcast where I ask some quick fire questions uh, to my brother who's so first question your favourite player my favourite player of all time yeah all time Lionel Messi Lionel Messi okay uh, your favourite goal that you've ever scored describe it uh, my favourite goal that I scored was uh, this long shot that I took as a when I was playing defensive mid uh, I had the ball like, at half court uh, the opposition team wasn't really pressing, so I like just took a touch forward, 
it was probably like 35 yards out and I just like had a go at it it like flew it was like it was like a knuckleball and it was like dipping it flew all the way to the right top corner and I was like probably like near towards the left side of the pitch best attribute as a player best attribute as a player well, is it similar like those like FIFA Ultimate cards, like I mean, which of the stat new thing? Can't be any of it, really. Pace. Pace. Okay. Uh, worst attribute as a player. I think I would say shooting. There we go. <laughs> Actually, I changed my mind on best attribute. I think I would say passing. Okay. Okay. Um. Favorite team. Favorite team, Manchester United. Favorite team that you've played for. Favorite team that I've played for. I think I would say Maccabi. Even though my stint was pretty short, but the honestly, like the feels of that camp and the vibes that we actually got from that camp was actually really, really good. It was super positive. Like everyone was there to like put in the work. Everyone was like helping out each other. Everyone was just there for each other. It really felt really positive. And also seeing my brother going for like that year end party that they had, uh, they also had like awards for like the players and stuff, which was pretty cool. Even though it's like a small token of appreciation for like what they've accomplished at the club, but it's pretty cool that they would hold like such things. I thought you would have picked Yokohama, but okay. Um, hmm. Best season as an individual, both club and high school. Best season Yokohama, and also my second second season in A grade, which was. When I was secondary four. Your best highlight of your career? Best highlight I'd probably say was when I was in under 18 for YTM when I scored that individual solo goal. The one where I dribbled from half court. Uh, did a messy move on their fullback. Went on a dribble, took out their midfielder and then was dribbling into the towards the penalty box. Took a cut back, sent the defender, the centre back completely far away and I just like took a strike. Just hit it as hard as I could. It went dipping into the right bottom corner. Keeper had no chance. All right. Thank you so much, Marcus. Uh, thank you very much for the rest of you for listening or for watching. Uh, this has been an awesome first guest on my podcast. And <laughs> if you liked it, please like, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends if you enjoyed it. And yeah. Subscribe. Very nice. Press thumbs up button. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. And peace. Goodbye.